Let's get ready to rumble! Yo, what is going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday! What? It's already Tuesday? Yes, indeed it is. I hope everybody had a beautiful holiday weekend. I got to take a break to go to the Detroit Zoo. Saw a couple of animals. That was very nice. I am a zoo member. So if anybody's in the Detroit area and wants to go, I'm, I'm always down for a visit. But what's up, guys? This is the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea Show. That's why we are spending this time together every single day. That's why we're trying to get things rocking and rolling, moving and grooving. We, we had an agenda today, but we're setting part of the agenda aside, okay? Uh, previously scheduled events that we are going to keep on. We do have two uh, public company CEO interviews. We're going to be talking to uh, AdTech CEO Armo Albana. That's at 1210, so in like 10 minutes from now, right away. Uh, and then we're going to be talking to our Tello Biosciences at 1230 Eastern. So bringing two new public companies to you guys, stocks that you probably are not familiar with. So, so we're going to keep that on the schedule. But all the other stocks that I had to talk about, I had a couple hot ideas that I wanted to share. We're not getting to them because you guys broke the Bitcoin, the crypto, the Ethereum, whatever, the Doge, all the crypto charts, somebody broke them. Okay. I, I, I don't know who or what, maybe El Salvador paper hands to the 200 Bitcoin that they bought over the weekend. I don't know. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's pull this chart up. I'm looking at my trusty Benzinga Pro. Here is the chart of Bitcoin. We're looking, I believe, at one minute candles. These are two minute candles we're looking at. Okay. Two minute candles here on Bitcoin. Uh, you know, we, we, we've recovered off of the bounce a little bit. Um, but, but we're still definitely struggling. So let, let's talk about what happened. Uh, and, and if anybody knows why it happened, uh, go ahead and drop that in the chat as well, because I don't know yet. Um, you know, I was just walking up here to, to get ready for our show today and saw the charts and they are ugly. Um, but, but basically what happened uh, we, we had a dip in the price of BTC early this morning. I think it was maybe around 8 o'clock Eastern. No, it was earlier than that. Um, it may, maybe 6 a.m. Eastern. All I know is I, I got into the office and saw that, that we'd pulled off of the 52s into the 51s. And then out of nowhere, around 10.30 Eastern, uh, we got a major dive in the price of Bitcoin. Yes, it fell from about 52, 53K down to 42 that 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 is the move guys that was the bitcoin move uh let, let's go ahead and look at ethereum the the move was even more severe in ethereum uh so so check this out we went from about 4k um close to 4k down to 2900 um so yeah all of these these major cryptos just w within the past you know hour or so have gotten really chopped up we we are down off of the lows um but, but again, guys, if, if if anybody has the reason why, I don't know if it's technical or if a whale moved or what, was it a Biden thing? I see somebody questioning that in the chat. Um, I don't know what exactly it was, um, but, but if anybody see, knows what happened, let's, let's uh, you know, get that out there. Producer AB, we're, we're talking about crypto. All the, I had a few stocks queued up to talk about today. As you know, I'm throwing them all out the window. So we can talk about, uh, you know, some of these crypto moves. And then I want to get into the crypto stocks in a second here before our first guest comes. First of all, Cat Daddy's asking, is this the legit channel for Benzinga? Yes, it is, Cat Daddy. 
Um, Luke, can you see this message? He can now because I put it up on the screen. Thank you for I tuning see it, in. Cat Daddy. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Luke, I'm confused looking at this chart, and let me tell you why. Um, because it says Bitcoin US dollar. Wait, wait, keep it on the same chart. Oh, that is a problem. But it's ETH slash USD. Um, so I I don't know. I well, maybe we'll need to ask someone about this. Ross, maybe? All right, let's see. What, yes. Let's see what happens if we go to Doge. Nope, still says Bitcoin. So maybe like instead Bitcoin. of Bitcoin, it should just say Crypt. Well, no, it, it should still say which asset you're looking at, so you don't have to yeah, look for a little ticker. There's no doubt. It's fucked up. <laughs> maybe that's what's causing the whole <laughs> flash sale in the crypto world is because Benzinga Pro, we had something fudged up. Yeah, and this is at the actual Bitcoin chart again, guys, that I have up on the screen again. Two-minute candles, two-day chart right here. Um, I'm, I'm seeing uh, someone in the chat saying Apple's breaking out. Holy cow. I mean, this stock's been really strong the past few months or so. Um, I don't know what else there is to say besides that Apple makes a lot of money, and their stock reflects that they the company makes a lot of money. Yeah, and, and Apple uh, iPhone event coming up. New iPhone in, a, in about a week. Here, here's Apple. We're approaching the highs again. Yep. September 14th, which is a week from today. Uh, next Tuesday. Why Apple always does like their new announcements on Tuesdays, it feels like. Well, this Tuesday, we might as well chalk it up as a Monday, right? I mean, especially coming yeah, up. Yeah, but a then long. tomorrow, baby, we're going to feel like Monday already. We're, so, so, so all those stocks that I wanted to talk about today are going to get moved to hump day. Um, uh, but but can we look at some of the crypto stocks, producer AB? And I want to throw this one out to the chat. Are we buying the dip in the crypto stocks? No, let's do this one first. Are you buying the dip in the cryptos? Okay, again, Bitcoin at, at, from, from, from high to low moved from like 53K down to 43K. Um, but but are, are you buying the dip in the cryptos? If so, throw me the one in the chat. If not, give me the two. And of course, smash the like. Um, I, I, I want to see where everybody's at with that one. And, and then now let's talk about the crypto stocks. If we look through a couple of them, like, like, like here's Coinbase right here. We've got Coinbase is off 4% today. Uh, we look at my favorite Voyager digital V V Y G V F. Um, it was down 5% right before the show started. Now. Yes. Yeah, st still down about 5%. Um, well, give, give me some of these other cryptos. If we look at a riot, Mar <clears throat> Mara, Riot, SOS. Uh, we can throw Overstock in there. Uh, wow, Overstock's actually pretty like slightly green today. That's surprising. Yeah, micro strategy, uh, etc. So, all right, let, let, let's look at what people said on whether or not they're buying the dip in in the cryptos. We definitely have some yeses, um, and we got a handful of nos too. It's a pretty pretty split crowd as to whether or not we're buying the dip in the cryptos. Uh, moving over to the stocks, um, I'm hanging out on the sidelines on buying the dip in the stocks, producer AB. If, if the stocks were down as much as the cryptos, like if the stocks were down a 15, 20%, something were along those lines, I would in fact be buying the dip in the crypto stocks. They're not, they're off anywhere. We just look three to 7%. Um, you know, it's, it's not enough to get me opening up my wallet to be buying more of these. Yeah, I agree, Luke. And and while we're looking at the stocks, maybe we should do a quick check in on the NFT trades that we made a few shows ago. Yeah, let, let's let's pull them up. Let, should we let's start with TCAT? Yeah, we did. What did we? We bought TCAT. We bought uh, HOFV. Oh, uh, so so TCAT, I didn't buy. 
That was the one we yeah. didn't buy. That was one we didn't buy because it was the leader of the pack, and the idea was, with, with TCAT running, are the others going to follow? Right. Um. So let me. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think we had about four that we bought. I believe HOFV, uh, Dolphin, maybe DLPN. There's Dolphin. There's there's Hall of Fame. Well, all right, I mean, we'll they're hanging to, out. We'll have the, to go the, through the, your the trade is over. Right, because TCAP fell. The the NFT trade is is over at least for the time being. Um, you know, again, the idea was TCAT's running. We've seen what these stocks can do in the past. Uh, you know, with with one taking off, we bought a basket of the space on a swing trade. Uh, we we wanted to see if they would get some fall through energy. They hadn't. TCAT went sideways. Um you know, so 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 I think that that the idea of the swing trade is is off at this point, producer AB. Got it. Dun dun dun. Well, What's your thought? It. Yes I, or no? I, I agree. I mean, I think if we see the the uh, NFTs run again, then and then we can see the stocks have a little push. But right now, yeah, I think a lot of volume and just interest in general has kind of fled from the NFT space. Yeah. So, all right, guys. So, so if, if you're just joining us, this is the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea Show. Uh, we, we just got started with the dip in the cryptos. More to come on that. I, I think that's going to be the topic of the day. The, the regularly scheduled list of stocks that I had to talk through today, we're not going to get through because, again, we're having this crazy price movement in the cryptos. We need to figure out how we're playing this one. Are we buying the dip? Are we not? Uh, we do have two big interviews coming for you today, though. Two public company CEOs. Uh, Aditex is going to be joining us in just a second here. Uh, and then Artello Biosciences up at 1230 Eastern. What do you think of that, Producer AB? Beautiful. Let's get to the first interview. Should, should, should we do it? And, and then uh, I know that I want to get back to the cryptos later today. Anything mm -hmm. else that's on your radar that we should be getting to today? Um, no, I mean, I have my usual watch list of stocks right now just going on. I was watching Fubo today. Fubo dipped down as much as, uh, you know, four and a half percent, I think. And, and then and since then, it's kind of rebounded. So definitely some good action in Fubo. But I think we're just seeing not a lot of volatility and volume in the market in general today. Of course, it is a holiday for, for some people. Um, but, you know. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring Aditex CEO Amro Albana on to the... Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. All right. All right, Amro. We, we appreciate you joining us on the Power Hour. The company is Aditex. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, Luke. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Coming back strong. Interesting day, day for us in the markets out of this holiday. How, how is everything in your world? Uh, our world is great. Uh, good, busy, as I always say. Excellent. Always better busy than not busy. And, and guys, the ticker is ADTX. Let me read that off to you. That's Alpha Delta Tango X-Ray. Somebody in the chat, help your fellow viewers out. Drop that symbol in the chat. And, and Amro, just getting started here. Can you give us some background on the company for those who aren't familiar with what you guys do, et cetera? Sure. Uh, look, we're a biotech innovation company, and we are working on developing multiple technology platforms focused on improving the health of the immune system. And I'll tell you, I mean, since COVID, since the start of COVID, early 2020, 
I think it's safe to say that uh, the world has become very familiar of the critical role that our immune system plays in our overall health. Um, so we're, we're developing multiple technology platforms, as you just said. Um, one area we're working on therapeutics to where we could potentially retrain the immune system to address organ rejection, autoimmune diseases, uh, allergies, and the immune monitoring piece, which has been getting quite a bit of attention right now, where it's, uh, it really allows us to understand someone's immune status for uh, viral infections uh, such as COVID. So that's what Aditex is all about. Okay, and fo following up on that immune monitoring that you that you mentioned, uh, like like is that something that that changes over time? Like like it like somebody would get regular immune monitoring, or is it something that you do once and you have a sense of, as to where your immune system lies, or or what what exactly does the application of that look like? Yeah, so look, I mean, again, early twenty twenty uh, when COVID started, the focus was on infection status. We as a society. We're worried about our, you know, uh, this, you know, controlling the spread of infection. So we did, you know, we asked people to do masks, uh, work remotely. I mean, everything that we, we we had to deal with. And at that time, we've actually, uh, we've at that time we've actually said, as soon as vaccines become available, the focus has to transition to immune response. What is my individual immune response? What is my own profile? because we really have to begin taking individualized approach to the problem. So immune monitoring is an ongoing thing. You know, some people will probably have to do it every quarter. Some may even do it more frequently to understand how their immune system, uh, the level of red. Uh oh, Amro, I lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Oh, okay. All right. You're back. I, I lost you for a second. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it is it, the frequency right now. I mean, in general, it's about a quarter every three months, but it really uh, it's going to be determined by each individual's uh, immune response at this point. Okay, excellent. And and, and one more background question, and I want to talk about some of the news that was out today. Uh, but 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 the additional question on background is: Can you just give us a sense as as to how far along you guys are, where in the process you are, et cetera? Yeah, so we're actually operational right now when it comes to Aditex Core, which is the monitoring side. Uh, we spent the last few months making sure that we translate the technology into, or really transition the technology from an innovation to operation. Uh, we got our uh, Aditex Immune Monitoring Center out of Richmond, Virginia, up and running. We announced that early July. Uh, we worked on our regulatory strategy. Uh, we are a lab developed test, meaning we don't sell a kit that people use at home. Uh, it's our team processing those kits, so we fall under CLIA and CAB jurisdiction from a regulatory point of view. Uh, worked on our insurance strategy, and basically we put everything together to be able to take this innovation look all the way to market, and that's where we are. Okay, got it. Um, and, and, and let me ask you this. Uh, so so here, here's the stock chart. This is looking backwards a month, everybody. You had a day where, where the price went absolutely crazy. It looks like we went from about $2 to about $4. And I believe that was on the news that you priced and offering it at $2.40 a share. The, the the question that I have for you is, what what was it like on that day? Just, you know, as a CEO of the company, just watching the stock price go crazy. I would imagine it was, it, it was a wild one. 
Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, I mean, this gives me an opportunity to, to share with you something that I always tell our team. Look, as a young biotech company, the focus has to be on market share because that will ultimately drive market cap. I really want to make sure that we create a culture where we're not looking at the stock uh, every day, every hour. Of course, we had a big day and, you know, and it's, it's very noticeable. But still, um, really, our focus, we're, we're only a year old as a public company. And our focus is to make sure we commercialize our innovations, we take it out to market, we capture market share. And ultimately, I believe that will translate into uh, market cap. So that's what that day was like, Luke. Awesome. I, I, I appreciate that insight. I, uh, you know, I, I know for myself and I know from our viewers in the chat that whenever we see these days where stocks are having some really abnormal trading, we're always wondering, what, what's it like at the company right now? What, what's going through their yeah. minds? So, so I appreciate you sharing that insight with us. Yeah, I mean, look, we, um, we do have strong currency. I do believe that um, in terms of volume. I mean, we've had a couple of days or three days since we went public where just the stock was heavily traded. And that's, you know, in general, that's a good thing to have that strong currency. Um, but, but again, I mean, really our focus is on building a company. I have few conversations with shareholders. I really do <clears throat> try to make sure that we communicate as much as we can with our shareholders, because of course, you know, people want to know kind of where the company is going, but I always begin with a question, are you a trader or are you an investor? And if you're a trader, great. I mean, it's, that's, that's great. I'm sure, you know, you'll make money on the up or down or vice versa. But you can't expect the company to operate based on a trading strategy. That's the last of thing course, you want to do. Yeah. So as an investor, I would share, you know, I share our vision, kind of where we've been, where we are and where we're going. And I would say to shareholders, kind of watch us every quarter, see kind of if we're on track uh, as far as they're concerned. And uh, look, look, we have a pretty exciting company. Uh, we have... You know, the timing could not be better for Aditex and its innovations. And really, the team gets up every day to make sure that we continue progressing towards that mission. Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, and, and you had some news out today. What we have up on the screen right now is, is the press release that came out today. Um, you know, there, there's a lot going on in here, uh, including the closing of, of the previously announced offering. Can you just take us through what you guys announced today and what it means for the company? Sure. And this is really more of a wrapper uh, with, you know, uh, all the 8Ks that we put out last week. It really begins with our uh, signing of an LOI, letter of intent, to acquire a biopharmaceutical company that's, that has a, an antiviral uh, therapeutic. Uh, so in order for us to do that, we really wanted to make sure we do a couple things. One... We wanted to make sure that we handle our current convertible notes in a way that does not interfere with the acquisition. And then number two, we wanted to make sure that we raise additional capital to fund a bridge financing that was part of the deal that we did as part of that LOI. So this press release here, Luke, basically summarizes everything. We, we closed our financing. We funded the bridge note, which is one of the key terms in that letter of intent. And we also announced that we, um, you know, we uh, worked through some of the items in our convertible note to make sure that it does not interfere with our acquisition. Uh, this is still an LOI. We have a lot of due diligence, a lot of work to do from now until end of September. 
which is that exclusive period that we have. And uh, we are continuing to work on it as we speak. Excellent. And, I, and I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into the acquisition. You, you, you gave us sort of the high level as, as to why you're doing the deal. Um, you know, you, you talked about the timeline that, that, you know, you're, you're now in your exclusive period to get the deal closed. Um, you know, get, give us a little bit more as, as to why this deal is important for the company and what next steps are going to be after you close it. Sure. So it, uh, you know, simply put, it complements our innovation platforms. So when we're talking about our therapeutics side, and we didn't get into that much, but we are working on a, you know, uh, technology platforms where we could potentially modulate the immune system to make it recognize certain cells and tissues as self. All that means is, you know, if we're successful in the future, we could address organ rejection, autoimmunity and allergies. Uh, now imagine complementing our therapeutics with an antiviral platform. Uh, a platform where we could potentially use in 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 viral infections such as COVID, uh, a way to actually weaken a virus upon entry to our body. So we thought it was very strategic for us uh, to enter into this uh, LOI, and it would also be strategic for Additex Core uh, because we would bring in the monitoring side as well as the therapeutic side when it comes to infectious diseases. So it would be very powerful, I believe, for Additex as a whole. Okay, excellent. And, and let me ask you one more question, uh, and and this is typically the hardest one that I, that I ask CEOs, but but I think it's a good one. Um, if if you had to name one thing that you're most excited for, and, and we'll say other than the deal, other than the acquisition, because we already talked about that. But if you had to name one thing that you're most excited for, what would that be? Uh, look, I know I'm I'm really not trying to be cute about it. It's look, Aditex as a whole. I mean, we. We've, you know, the team has worked really hard to find ourselves at this at this point. And look, the pandemic is a very challenging thing. But imagine finding yourself in a position where you could be one of the key contributors to this challenge, COVID and beyond. So Aditex look as a whole, I mean, it really couldn't be more exciting for us. It's a lot of work and it's work that we welcome very much. And um it really is an opportunity for us and our stakeholders as a whole, our shareholders and everybody else to be part of this mission. Awesome. Amro, anything else that we missed or, or that we should touch on? Uh, this has been great, Luke. I mean, again, this is an opportunity and I do appreciate Benzinga's uh, giving us the opportunity to share uh, the story of Aditext. Uh, Aditext is a young company. It's um, uh, mostly unknown. And uh, really, we will work really hard to make sure that we get the word out and we communicate uh, as much as uh, practically possible with our stakeholders moving forward. And, and Amr, let, let, let me ask you this, too. Uh, can, can you give us a little bit of your background and in, in why Aditex is so interesting for you? Sure. I'm a high-tech biotech entrepreneur. My focus and my career has been on uh, building organizations and companies to bring promising innovations to the market. Aditex is the most special company that I've had, uh, had good successes, challenges along the way, but Aditex has been the most promising company, just given the nature of its mission. Uh, look, uh, you know, look, as you and I speak right now, uh, you know, there are people that are being challenged because the transplanted organs are being rejected. Uh, imagine if we can do something about this. Imagine if we can do something big about COVID-19 and beyond. So we are a young, small company with, uh, you know, big promise and big potential. 
Awesome. Well, Amro, I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Again, guys, the ticker is ADTX. Check it out. Amro, we're going to have to have you back soon. Wonderful. Thanks a lot, Luke. Talk to you soon. Talk soon. All right. All right, guys. How about that one? Again, Adatex is the company ticker ADTX. Uh, while that interview is going on, I want to throw up on the screen. I see Happy Muhammad out there. Big shout out, Happy Muhammad. Um, dro- dropping a couple ideas in the chat. I saw MarketWise in there. I saw it looks like uh, Genie, G-E-N-I. He's also talking about. Um, so, so, again, bi- big shout out, Happy uh, let, 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 let's look at a couple other tickers that I saw pop into the chat ticker SPRT. As you guys know, that one, the stock that I am the biggest hater on support.com. We didn't bet against it last week. We do not short stocks. that go from $4 to $60. Tried that many years ago. It does not end well. Something called a margin call. Um, but, but I see some folks in the chat mentioning some, some red days for that one. Um, you know, the, the thing that I don't love about like the support.com story, the SPRT, um, that, w- which I think is less different than, a, than a GME or an AMC, some other stocks that, that have seen significant price, price improvements, um, is that GME and AMC have a true comeback story coming for them. Support.com that, that, that's not the case for, right? It's not like there's any like huge fundamental business change. That's going to cause sales to increase in you know m- multiple times over, um, so 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 that's why I, I, I was a hater on that one. I was a hater on this one previously when the stock ran up as they announced they're now a cryptocurrency stock, a blockchain stock. Um, so so I'll throw this one out there, guys. SPRT. If anybody is long the stock, if anybody is short the stock, drop it in the chat. Uh, I, I see somebody chiming in right now that their support puts are doing great. Um, I mean, yeah, if your stock's down 20%, then, then they would be. Um, but again, curious uh, if anybody else is trading support. Uh, let, let's look at one other one in the chat. I saw somebody drop in WMC. This one I don't know. It's called, let's see, Western Asset Mortgage Capital. I'm guessing it's a regional bank. Nope, I'm wrong. Uh, it is a re-managing a mortgage market investment portfolio. All right, I don't know this one. Uh, wh- whoever dropped this one in there, t- tell us what it is because it, it, I don't know it. Uh, I see somebody else in the chat chopping in ticker MDB. That, that's one that I know too well because Benzinga is a customer and I have to write them a check every single month. MongoDB, it's a database company. Uh, stock was up last week on earnings. All right. So we're looking at daily candles right now. We zoom in, we see, we see this huge jump in price stock is up because of earnings. Um, if we want to go zoom out and, lo- and look at MongoDB, so so it had its IPO, what was that, 2017, 2018? Let's see. October 2017, uh, I mean, the stock has had a hell of a run from 30 bucks to 500 bucks in just a couple of years since that IPO. Um, no action, no position in this one. Uh, you know, chart chart certainly looks beautiful, though. Here, here Here's a one-month chart. I mean, there's a couple of strong legs up there on MongoDB. Other stocks you have, drop them in the chat. I'm going to go ahead and I want to pull up the chart of Bitcoin again. That, that's how we started the show today, guys. If anybody is just joining us, uh, we, we we kicked off today looking at the price of the cryptos. Um, I mean, we saw the, the, the biggest price collapse decline um, 
in a while. I mean, it's it's been a minute since since we've seen this sort of a sell off. We we saw the price go from fifty three down to forty two, uh, leveling out in the middle there. Um, you know, I think the buy the dip call is maybe interesting. I'm I'm sitting on the sidelines for right now. We we asked the group. We said, are people buying the dip or what exactly is the move here? Um, it, it was a pretty 50-50 crowd. I'm specifically not buying a, the dip on the crypto stocks yet because the crypto stocks, that while they're down a little bit today, they're down in like a 4-7% range depending on the stock. They're not down as much as, as the underlying cryptos. If the crypto stocks were down 10-12%, I'd, I'd be loading up. Um, but again, the, the a 4% dip uh, it isn't enough to get me excited. And producer AB, how's it going, man? Good, good. Luke, I was just thinking about that there has to be someone out there that has been trying to get like their mom or grandpa into crypto forever. And finally, last night, they finally convinced like their mom to buy, you know, $500 worth of Bitcoin or something. And now it's down 10%. He's got to go back to his mom and explain, hey, mom, look, this just happens. Just diamond hands it. It will be okay. But, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to, to those people that finally convinced their friends and relatives to buy crypto last night. For the first time. Yeah. For the first time. Um, I did went go rogue and buy Bitcoin in the Benzinga crypto account at like 58K the last bull run and then just paper hands it. Yeah, I mean, found out. Nothing, nothing wrong with we've all top ticked our assets here and there. I, I have some, you know. We've all top ticked it. Before. I, I, I think I, I think I, I think I top ticked Tesla like to the cent last time it got to like eight fifty. I was like, yeah, like this is gonna go to like fifteen hundred, whatever. And then it just came all the way down to five hundred. Then I sold it. Um, you should pull up the Tesla chart real quick. Yeah, real see, quick. I just want to look at Apple. Uh, just because we talked about that one, uh, you know, maybe about fifteen minutes ago, guys. We the the high in Apple, and again, these these are two minute charts that were five, sorry, five minute charts that we're looking at. They're intraday charts, um, but 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 the line for the high is pretty clear here. We have the, our our fourth five minute candle forming where Apple has struggled to get above that high. So, guys, we want to see over one fifty seven on Apple before we're hitting it long. Uh, but but Tesla, you you said producer AB. Yeah, the chart's looking really strong to me. Um, if you go out on the dailies, uh, you can see like over the past, I don't know, two months or so since Tesla hit that, you know, I think like 550 mark and bounce from there. It's just been very strong. Um, and, and it looks like to me that we could easily see this uh, run back up to, I don't, I don't want to say 800, but it looks like we have room to run. It looks like we're in a strong trend right here. So this is one that I'm going to have my eye on for the rest of the week, Luke. All right. That's a good heads up. And producer AB, you, you have a, a big interview coming up in a, in a second here as well. Yeah, we got Greg uh, Gorgeous joining us from Artello Biosciences. Um, Greg's been on the show before. It's a really interesting company. Uh, so, so I'm excited to speak with Greg again and kind of see any updates we've had there as well as just uh, you know, overview the company for maybe those of us who weren't with us for the first interview we did with the company and see, um, you know, what exactly it is that makes our telo so exciting. Awesome. Sounds good to me, man. You ready yeah, to what, take it away? Yeah. I was going to ask before you leave, what else, uh, you know, are you going to be watching for the rest of the day? I mean, the, the rest of the day, the, the big story for me is the cryptos. There, In my opinion, there's no other story. I mean, when was the last time that we had this big of a price movement in the major cryptos? I mean, if we look at Ethereum, right, we're talking about we went from about 4000 all the way down to 2900 really quick. There should be opportunities that come out of that, whether think it's about on it, the like cryptos themselves or it's the derivative plays. 
that that's what I'm keeping my laser focus on. Everything else is taking the backseat for me today. But Luke, on the flip side, it's like breaking news. Crypto is is a volatile asset. Like we all know this. We all like know that 10% upswings or downswings are possible in a 24 hour period. Like, have we seen? Yeah, um, but look at this though. But but what about like a 15 minute period? Right. If let's just pull out the trusty calculator. So so you go to thirty eight hundred to twenty nine hundred. But so that was twenty four percent in like fifteen minutes. Do you okay, know what I yeah. mean? That, that's that, okay, why that's I'm saying that's a big flash. Yeah, that's a big flash sale. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I I think overall it's it's just one. You know, you, you don't get into crypto thinking like, oh, this is going to be super stable. You know that there's going to be wide swings. But definitely, I, I I think we'll get some news out tonight at some point about like if there was a catalyst, um, truly causing this or or what happened there. And I saw the Benzinga team was working on a story as to what's going on, uh, why everything's selling off. So uh, I'm keeping my eyes tuned. John S. in the chat, why is Spotify only up eight bucks after some guy raised its target up $90? No volume either. John, at the end of the day, like sometimes the analyst, uh, you know, movements, the analyst ratings, like don't have as big as an impact as you would think. Um, yeah, bank. It, it really, it, yeah. I was just gonna say, it depends on who it is. Like, is it Goldman Sachs? Is it JP? Banks. What are they? Call them. You got two: Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan. One more causes price movement. Almost Citibank. always. Nope. Usually Morgan Stanley. Oh, okay, Morgan Stanley. That's good. Citibank is a good one too. No, I, those are the big three though: Morgan, JP, and um. Yeah. No, I can't even think of the other one. So we'll see. Somebody saying Clove, Clove, Hyaday, C L O V. Wow, Clover Health Coleman. is back to ten dollars. No shit. I know this is one that just gets like beat down, and then it gets beat down to a point where people start talking about it again, and then it will run again, and then it'll get beat down again. I don't know. I feel like Clove is one of those stocks, Luke, that if you truly master like the price movement on Clove, you could probably make a living just trading that single stock. All right, what about my lots? That's one that we've like speculated on and haven't traded yet. We've just been sort of sitting on the sideline. I'll tell you what: if you zoom in on that chart a little bit, you can see. Uh, looks like we've we've had like six out of the eight days, last days, green candles. I'll tell you what, Luke, if I see this continue to show a strong trend, and I, I, I like that. You know, Neil and I talk about this a lot on Get Technical. Anytime a stock bottoms out. Anytime you're, hitting, a, you're hitting lots. That's what it sounds like. I'm hitting lots. Hypothetically, if we see a couple more green candles, that will show me that this stock has gotten beaten down. It is bottomed and now has shown signs of reversal. And I want to get in early on that reversal. So uh, we shall see. But yeah, Luke, keep keep this on my radar this week because this isn't one that I go and check on on my own a lot. But if you keep reminding me, I'll be like, all right, yeah, it's time to open up a lost position. All right. And I like Cameron Dole in the chat's idea of the leaps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bonus points if you know what leaps stands for. I always thought leaps were just like long calls. Like it just made sense. Like, oh, we're leaping far out, but it's actually an acronym. Um, and, and bonus points, again, if you can post in the chat, what does leap stand for without Googling it? We will know if you Google it. Um, we have John G here that can run the IP, yep. you know, data. So don't Google it, but throw it in there if you know it. Boom. All right, All right Luke. AB. I'm ready to bring on, uh, bring on Greg. Hello? Hi, can you hear me okay? Yeah, now I can. Sorry, you were frozen on my screen for a second. All right. What I was going to say is if you ask my son, it's gorgeous. But if you ask me, it's gorgeous. 
Okay, so you and your son are, disagree there a little bit. <laughs> um, so, so, Mr. Gorgas, can you go ahead and, and for, for those of us on the channel today that are not familiar with Artello Biosciences, just give us the quick um, you know, rundown on the company, essentially what the company is, what, what is your mission? All right, so there's about five companies on the NASDAQ that are focused in on the endocannabinoid system as a target for drug development. We're one of those companies on the NASDAQ. We have what I believe the broadest portfolio of drugs targeting the endocannabinoid. Got it. Yeah. And then so what specifically could we get into a few of the different, um, you know, symptoms or diseases that the, uh, you know, the, the, the CBD or the proprietary CBD products from Artello can help target? Well, our lead clinical asset is in cancer anorexia. Many people don't know, but about half the people that die with a cancer diagnosis die of the anorexia. And if, um, if uh, currently there's nothing to, that's been FDA approved to treat cancer anorexia. And so it's a huge unmet need. We have a very unique profile in a drug that can be thought of as similar to THC and that it targets the main receptors of the endocannabinoid system, but it's different from THC in that it's been optimized. It's been optimized in drug development to be a full agonist of the receptors, not just a partial agonist like THC. And it's been optimized to avoid the brain. So you don't suffer from the high or the euphoria or the fuzzy feeling or the loss of control that's not desired by cancer uh, patients who just want to restore their appetite. We have this in a clinical study right now, and I think what's really exciting about Artello is that we're an, expecting to announce the first tranche of clinical data before year end. And because there's no drug approved and hasn't been in the 35 years I've been in biopharmaceutical drug development, a drug approved to treat cancer anorexia, we really feel that we're at the cutting edge and the forefront of something that may be a real breakthrough treatment for patients uh, with cancer anorexia. Yeah, Greg, I think that's really interesting. I mean, myself included, you can throw me in that mix of people that aren't aware or weren't, wasn't aware before you told me um, that most people or, or a large portion of people that die from cancer die from the anorexia associated with that. Um, I do have the the pipeline here for Artello on the screen. I'm going to go full screen on it for a second just to show the audience um, that that, uh, you know, the the potential cure for cancer anorexia is the furthest along in the pipeline out of the different, um, you know, drugs that y'all are producing. So what is it? Is the CBD essentially just increasing the um, appetite of someone that would be taking it? Well, we know from evidence in a 50-patient study done uh, with the drug in healthy volunteers that it really packed on the pounds uh, or increased weight in people. And these were healthy volunteers that only took the drug for 12 days. We're treating for 12 weeks in cancer patients. And so we've uh, yet to announce the results of that. But given the previous experience with the drug in healthy volunteers in a phase one study, it's really remarkable. And the p-value separating the placebo from the actively treated group was 0 0.0001. And so you have to think back to your high school or college statistics, the significance of a 0 0.0001. 
means it really didn't leave it to chance that people with our drug uh, gained weight and those that received placebo did not. And so I think this bodes well for the potential success from our phase one study in cancer patients. Yeah, I mean, Greg, you just gave me flashbacks just by mentioning p-value to my high school <laughs> statistics class. Um, and, and yeah, I think maybe a lot of us out there will need a, a quick refresher course on the things we learned in that class because it's been a while for me. Um, but but Greg, so at, let, let's zoom out from Artello and look at the overall CBD um, you know, market in biosciences. What kind of developments are, are you like very excited about to see, you know, in the near future? Well, you don't see companies and we do have a CBD based drug called Artello 1211. We were the first and only to receive composition of matter patent protection on our version of CBD. And that's because it's unique co-crystal and a co-crystal really has sort of glue that holds together the same shape CBD molecules. And what's exciting about that is the, the uniformity, the consistency, the improved drug-like properties of the drug and the patent protection. And that allows us to go after treatment for conditions or diseases for which other companies are not pursuing because they don't have the same level of patent protection. And so we're uh, embarking on uh, diseases or conditions like um, uh, PTSD or anxiety or even cancer where we've shown that the sum of the parts of our co-crystal are superior to CBD alone or tetramethylperazine, which is the glue or, or co-former or binding agent that holds the co-crystal together. So it's pretty exciting that we can be at the forefront of science. And if you ask me what I where I think the industry is going is the industry is going to bring in new science, new technology to take a very old mechanism that has been well-known and well-studied with a lot of anecdotal evidence over many, many years, and that CBD having its medicinal uh, drug-like properties. And there's companies like Artello that are using modern pharmaceutical sciences to improve upon that and hopefully then bring this out to patients that desperately need it. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I think this is one of those, um, you know, obviously biotech as a whole kind of evolves and changes so quickly, like compared to other, um, you know, industries. But I think CBD specifically is something that we'll see, um, you know, just rapid changes on in the next 10, 20 years. So I'm really interested to see kind of all the things that are possible with that. Um, any other, I guess, developments in the last few months or so that you'd like to, to talk about with the audience? Well, we did put out some uh, evidence that the some of the parts uh, for the co-crystal of CBD worked better than CBD alone or tetramethylperazine alone in models of, uh, and this is uh, laboratory studies of, of cancer, of cancer cell lines. And so this is very exciting. It was unexpected uh, of the company uh, to have this, but if in fact the uh, co-crystal technology that we have created a better cancer agent or a better anti-cancer agent than CBD alone, it's our uh, obligation to, to research that and move that forward. And so the data is emerging. We've got some ongoing studies right now. And as that data becomes available, we'll also make that known. So if you think about the periscope of what's, uh, what's in the near term for Artello, we have plenty of cash to deliver on major milestones. That includes the cancer anorexia recovery trial that I just mentioned. That includes uh, preclinical data on the co-crystal of CBD. And then we have a protein inhibitor to a pathway 
that feeds cancer um, in the body. I'm trying to uh, make it as simple as I can. And uh, that in inhibition of that pathway starves cancer of its nutrients or, uh, or its ability to, to migrate. And we have some really exciting research that we uh, are embarking on right now and hope to reveal on the fatty acid binding protein 5 inhibitor. That's our Artello 2612 program. So exciting times ahead for Artello, uh, certainly. Yeah, and Greg, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep my eye out and see kind of the developments. I hope you keep us. Um, you know, in the loop here at Benzing, we'd be happy to help you break some of that news. Maybe you come on the show and, and when we have the developments and be able to, to get those developments straight from the horse's mouth. Um, but Greg, do you have any idea off the top of your head? What is the market, op the total market opportunity um, for, I guess, not necessarily curing the um, anorexia associated with cancer, but I guess alleviating the, you know, some of the pain or symptoms involved? What does that market opportunity look like? It's, it's very large. And in fact, there's no reason our drug necessarily should be restricted to just cancer anorexia. There's anorexia associated with taking ADHD drugs. There's anorexia associated with anorexia nervosa. There's anorexia associated with chronic kidney disease, end-stage renal disease, dialysis patients. So the, the market for canorexia is, anorexia is, is quite large, but specifically for cancer anorexia, Today, that's about a billion dollars in the US. And that might not seem like much, but that's because the leading drug that's used can only be used short term. It's about $35 a month, and that's Decadron or a, course, a short course of steroids, which is immunosuppressive. If you charge more than $35 a month, maybe $350 a month, that could conceivably be a $10 billion market opportunity. If a pharmaceutical company uh, charged $3,000 a month, it'd be a hundred billion dollar market opportunity. I'm not here to talk about money per se as a, as a, as a, although investors need to see a return on their investment, we're trying to do something right by cancer patients. Cancer patients like my mom or my mother-in-law, all of those that died of cancer and cancer anorexia deserve a better chance. And if we can bring something really remarkable to that uh, marketplace, then I believe that we will see the uh, the rewards for doing that. Investors that partner alongside us will see that as well. Yeah, beautiful. And, and pardon my ignorance, but is there, um, you know, are there specific cancers that this anorexia is more associated with, or is it basically like any cancer that someone's going through chemo or whatever, they're going to be at risk to for, for this anorexia? There's at least 10 to 12 different reasons why a person suffers from cancer anorexia. This includes inflammation. It could be the site of the cancer and the esophagus or the stomach or the, or the gastrointestinal tract. It could be uh, from the chemotherapy, the nausea and, and vomiting or the anticipatory nausea and vomiting. It can partially due to the depression of one that has a, a cancer diagnosis. There are a host of reasons but just like um, just like a drug that treats sleep it, uh, or insomnia, it doesn't really matter that if you're jet lagged or if you were working late last night or stayed up playing video games. There's a, reason, a lot of reasons people have a suffering of sleep, but one medication like an Ambien can work. And just in the same way, cancer anorexia might come in from different areas. But if we can give a powerful drug that stimulates appetite, we believe mechanistically we can really do something across the board for all the different types of anorexia that is uh, that people unfortunately experience. Yeah, that that that's a really good um, analogy there with the the sleep. That the despite the different 
um, you know, things that can lead to the cancer anorexia, this could be one potential uh, cure for all of those, you know, potential factors. So that's really interesting there. Um, let me go back, pull up the pipeline again. Someone was asking about FDA. I, I believe you said that, um, you know, nothing's been FDA approved yet, correct? So for, for the indication of cancer anorexia, to treat cancer anorexia, there is nothing that has been FDA approved with that labeled indication. There are many drugs that are used off label, but ASCO, which is the American Society of Clinical Oncology, put guidelines out to all the medical oncologists in the United States, really worldwide. And they said at this time, they cannot recommend anything as the standard of care pharmacologically to treat these. So there's a real unmet need. We will have to go through the FDA process and that's what we're embarking on right now. We're in a phase one, two, one, one, two study. And then the, the next step will be the, the final step, the phase three after that, that we anticipate uh, starting at the end of next year. Got it. Got it. Um, and then Greg, since this is a, you know, trading channel, stock trading show, Looking at the Artello, uh, you know, stock chart, I see that there was like a big spike back in February. Do you have any, you know, specific causes for wh why the stock kind of went crazy in February and since has kind of been trading down since then? Well, there were a, there are a lot of shorts. In fact, I think there's some shorts out there today. So, so we were shorted, and and I think that the um, the uh, retail investors ganged up against uh, some of the institutional investors and really uh, pushed the stock. And I think that compounded some problems. That's my own gestalt. Uh, we were the second highest trading stock uh, behind Pfizer in the middle of February earlier this year. So volume was really um, uh, quite significant, almost 250 million shares traded that one particular day. So volume was high. There were a lot of uh, internet reports as as a, as a stock to watch. We've uh, drifted off of that as as can, can be seen. But I think with our um, with our significant number of retail investors, uh, with our milestones coming up, uh, a potential rebound is uh, is in the making. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think right here looks like it could be a decent entry point. Were there any significant uh, you know like insider selling when that when the stock went crazy in February? There was no insiders uh, selling to my to my knowledge whatsoever, um, and uh, so I I have no no information about that because I I'm not aware of any. Wow, that's impressive. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, share this screen the chart real quick so people can go ahead and see what I'm looking at here. Um, but yeah, uh, Greg, again, going back to um, the the cancer so we talked about the market opportunity but what can we look forward to i guess more in in the meantime like any any sort of revenue coming in or will it not be until we see um some of these products get like approved by the fda or anything like that well we're a value story and so we're here to create value we're not a revenue story today we're a value creating story and if we create value by we only create value by two things we produce clinical data and we protect that with our patents. We have among the best patent estate among the endocannabinoid um, uh, target endocannabinoid system targeting companies, and um, we're embarking on uh, on a rich uh, data set. Uh, partnering is one way that money can come into Artello, non-dilutive financing, so to so to speak. I know that the assets sometimes are diluted on that by revenue sharing, but sometimes. 
uh, when global pharmaceutical companies partner up with a company like ours, the sum of the parts is greater than the portion that we uh, that we give up. And so one can think about partnering um, as, a, as a way to think about how revenue or money can come into our tele. Again, we're focused on creating value through the clinical trial development process and the inflection points as we create that on the way to FDA approval are ways that a company like ours increases in value in the minds of investors, especially as we near uh, the later stages and the potential for partnering becomes much uh, more palpable. I might also offer that that drugs eventually do get onto the marketplace and companies are, are then rewarded, but there's a lot of value that's created on that pathway. Got it. Um, well, Greg, thank you for, for coming back on the Power Hour today. It's always a pleasure to have you. Anything else you want to, um, you know, leave our investors with? Maybe something something else they can look forward to th- or for the rest of 2021 or maybe even into 2022? Well, we do have uh, differentiating data on our preclinical programs. I know those programs are early, but it's going to get the attention of not only investors, it's going to get the attention of pharmaceutical companies that are looking for rich estates that potentially are best in class and first in class. And I would have to say that our portfolio uh, stacks up against that very, very, very nicely. The other thing that I would mention is that uh, because of that spike earlier in the year that you mentioned, a lot of the warrants uh, were exchanged and that brought a significant amount of cash into the company. And at the time, uh, that was uh, more than two years of cash for us because uh, we've never spent uh, more than $5 million in any given 12 months. And so a $10 million uh, bank account for us is a significant runway. And I think for investors, that's important because they know we're not necessarily running right out to do an, a, a financing, that we can really focus in on milestones and let that drive the value of the company. Yeah, I mean, that is very interesting and certainly enticing as an investor. So, um, you know, Zinger Nation out there, I got the the stock pulled up right here. Again, that ticker is ARTL, traded on the NASDAQ, currently trading at about 92 cents. But as Greg mentioned, um, definitely some short interest there and has a history of uh, some crazy runs. So I think a lot of people viewing this, Greg, will be able to kind of add this to their watch list, see what goes on. Um, but yeah, very exciting stuff. Thank you again for taking time out of your busy Tuesday and joining us on the Benzinga Power Hour. Yeah, and I might mention that, you know, I made some forward-looking statements. We would ask all investors to come to our telebio.com, look at our website, look at all of our public filings, consider the risks and the opportunities for a value story like our telebiosciences. Thank you. Beautiful. All right, Greg, enjoy the rest of your day. I'll go ahead and throw... Uh, this email address in for the IR in case anyone has any questions, you can just shoot an email straight to the IR. Sorry if your, you know, IR team gets annoyed or overwhelmed, (laughs) but um, you know, that's their job after all, isn't it? We welcome the opportunity to have that dialogue with our investors. Thank you. Beautiful. All right, Greg, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Looking forward to the next time we get you on the show. All right, y'all. That was Greg Gorgas, the CEO of Artello Biosciences. Um, very interesting story here. Definitely a young industry set to grow. So, I mean, I think this is very interesting. You know, definitely at 92 cents, um, might have to get a couple shares of this. Maybe not today. I'm probably not allowed to do that, but um, I'll check in with my people and see kind of when the soonest is that I can buy some shares. And, and I might just do it as a nice little speculative play because it, it sounds like they've really got some interesting things going on. Let me know in the chat what y'all think about Artello Biosciences. 
Um, we only got a couple minutes left. So if anyone has any tickers they want me to check out today or, you know, tell me, oh, I've been trading Apple or, or you know, how you've been trading it. I'm curious what we've been looking out for today. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a great show. I hope everyone had a good long weekend. You know, enjoy the Monday off. I know us in the trading world, sometimes we look forward to Mondays because after a weekend, we're ready to go back out there, start trading again. But hey, look, I mean, sometimes we need a day off too, right? All right, first one I'm, first one I'm seeing in the chat is DraftKings, ticker D-K-N-G. Let's go check out DraftKings. I was just talking to Chris Kache about this. You got football season starting up. People are going to be betting more on football. Okay, wow. Yeah, that does look nice. That looks really nice. Um, yeah, we can see here we've got about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So out of the past, you know, I don't know, 20. A lot of green candles here compared to the red candles. And the green candles are showing more strength. I mean, look at this run here. 1, 2, 3, 4 days in a row with some nice movements. Um, yeah, I mean, just looking real quick at the chart, looks like we go up and hit this spot right here at about 64.30. That'll be a, a telling moment. If we break through that 64.30 um, price, I would expect this to run all the way back up to 75. Um, if we see this bounce down from this level, um, then I would wait for that bounce to fully resolve and then wait for another trend upward to get back in. And if it does, if it does bounce off here, it goes back down, then I would expect the run up to be even further. So um, I don't know who pointed this out, but thank you. Going to add DraftKings to my watch list. Looking nice. Looking nice. Peace and love. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.